Baradon Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. I'm your host, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Uh, solo today, right? Uh, Going to be heading up to my grandfather's funeral. Appreciate all the kind words that everybody has sent my way uh, uh, in, in regards to respects and different things like that. It's really been uh, a big help to have you guys here to kind of work through this whole grieving process with me, but still wanted to get you guys an episode out. Before I went up there, um, biggest keys to a Chicago Bears victory over the Minnesota Vikings heading into this week. Want to break down kind of what we have at stake here as well. Talked about this a little bit yesterday with Courtney Cronin on the podcast, talking about, you know, trade implications, different things that could come from that on both sides. But the biggest thing is how do we keep this thing all going? All that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Only channel talking bears how bears fans talk man so make sure that you get in tune with us i went into a little chicago bears breeze on that one on my on my own end right i, I switched it up a little bit uh but you guys know what to do man five star review all of that over on the podcast i'd appreciate you guys for giving so much help um let's start it off man keys to a bears victory over the minnesota vikings i know that a lot of bears fans come into this game with confidence and rightfully so right like listen you should be confident in what we saw after two weeks it feels like we have a quarterback who the game is starting to slow down for that means so much like seeing justin fields actually be able to kind of start to have this game slow down for him feels like okay we're finally starting to make that turn and this is not just him versus yes i get it right the commander's defense as a whole is not an elite defense but it is still a defense that has an elite front four that can absolutely get after you and i think that's my biggest key the offensive line play has to continue to be what we've seen the offensive line play be over the last couple of games justin fields has been very well protected i would say almost all of the sacks that we've seen in the last couple of games well, and maybe except one. There was one, right, where Darnell Wright got cooked on the end by Montez Sweat, and, and, and Justin Fields ends up taking a sack, right? But you that, that just happens sometimes, right? Like, guys on both sides of the football get paid. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that a little bit here in this game. But the offensive line has to be the biggest key to this game. I think they're the biggest key to this season as a whole because, to me, when you look at the line play, the Chicago Bears are – have gone out there with over the last couple of games, and you look at the line play that we saw in the first three games, yes, there were moments where it was on Justin Fields. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there weren't, right? There were moments where he's holding the football too long, he's standing back there, he looks bad. But over the last couple of games, right, we've seen those moments a lot far few in between, and we've seen this offensive line, and you have to give them credit for this as well, an offensive line that went through major changes. You lost your starting center in that commander's game. Cody Whitehair slides over. Cody Whitehair hadn't taken snaps since the Colts game, uh, since the Colts joint practice, I should say. He didn't even snap in the game. Um and, and so when when you see kind of the shifts that came in, Jatir Carter getting in a little bit at left guard, or at, uh, yeah, left guard, uh, Larry Borum staying in, Tevin Jenkins coming in and playing as well, you know, you start to look at that and go, okay, well, there was a lot of like up and down in this game. But as you rewatch the tape, it felt cohesive. It felt like you had a system in place that understood what was coming on the other side. I need that to continue. The offensive line play to me is the biggest key that this Chicago Bears team is going to have. You're going to have offensive success. I think that on top of that, right, the, attacking this 
Minnesota defense. Uh, Brian Flores is going to blitz. He's going to blitz. He's he's going to coach Boone us, right? He'll not coach Boone. Which one was the which which one was the coach that was uh, Coach Boone was the head coach. Why can't I think of Yost? He's going to coach Yost us, right? Uh, we're going to blitz all night. I don't want them to gain another yard. Like we already know that that's what Brian Flores is coming. Within this game, he's going to mix up blitzes. He's going to throw different looks at the offensive line. He's going to try to confuse the young rookie. I mean, like, there, there's so many things that, that we know he's already going to bring. But the realistic part of all of this is they don't have guys that can bring pressure. They got one guy that can really get in that backfield and disrupt your day. And if you can handle that guy, you should be able to go out there and attack this defense. But I think that the the second part of that that maybe hasn't been talked about enough is the decisiveness that we need to see, continue to see from Justin Fields. And that's the biggest thing for me, right? If, if you are a quarterback who is going to take that next step, who's going to continue down the trajectory that I think Justin is on the path to continue down, right? Like he's... He's in a really, really good position. Like the video, if you agree, like if you're going to continue to to go down that path and and uh, 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 continue to be elite, it has to be decisive decision making. Like quick, boom, let's go. We know where the pass is supposed to go. We know how the pass is supposed to get there. Let's get the pass there. I do think there's going to be more cloud coverage with this game, but I like how Justin Fields said it in a press conference when he was talking to Courtney the other day, right? Like, realistically speaking, if we're keeping it a, a Billy Buck Bean here, they're not going to change who they are just because of the Chicago Bears coming to town. They're a team that's going to blitz. They're going to try and get after you. They're not going to change their entire scheme because, oh, Justin Fields is getting the ball out quicker. But with Justin getting that ball out quicker, you start to go through it, right? And you're, you're kind of doing the stopwatch in your head if you're a Bears fan watching the All-22 and you go, oh, 2.7? Oh, 2.9. We're, we're consistently under three seconds here. I like to see that because that, that shows me growth, right? The first three games, we're four or five seconds in the pocket, right? Like it, it, it got to a point where I was like, listen, like, I can blame the offensive line for some of this, but like, dog, you got to let that mug go. You're standing back there and you're just having a cup of tea and taking a sack. Like you have to be quick with your decision making. And that was Justin kind of talking, right? Remember when he was talking about playing freely, right? Where it turned into, oh, he's playing less robotic now. Yes. Like the decision making is coming quick because there's less decisions to make. Get the ball to DJ Moore, get the ball to Chase Claypool, or I'm not, whoa, Whoa, let's not get the ball to chase anymore. You know what I'm saying? Let's leave that one alone. Get the ball to Darnell Mooney. Get the ball to Cole Komet. Get the heck out of the pocket, right? Quick reads, simple reads. If one and two ain't there, you take off. Like, And, and I get it, right? Like, guys are going to say, well, that's limiting him. No, that's that's coaching him to the point that he's at right now. And it's allowing the game to slow down for him. Guess what? Because at this point in his career, if that read isn't there, he has the ability to get the heck out of the pocket and make something happen. There's always a spy on him. And I think that that also works to the Chicago Bears' advantage. My third key to this game, right? Of course, second key, getting the ball out quick. Third key, Justin, continue to, to use your legs the way that you've been using them. I know that everybody wants Justin Fields to just be this athlete and get out on the edge and take off when you can and run the football. Justin Fields doesn't want to be that kind of quarterback and really hasn't been that kind of quarterback this season. Justin Fields only has 191 rush yards on the season through five games. Uh, and, 
He's got 1,100 pass yards. He's completing it at a, I want to say it's a 61% clip. Like the completion percentage to be a little bit higher, but the QBR right now is what I like to see climbing. And to me, the fact that we're seeing him put the ball in the air on a more consistent basis, like using his legs draws the defense in because they're so scared of what he can do. They know, they saw last year, they know how he can break a play. The biggest thing heading into the what we're seeing from Justin now is, is what I expected to see at the beginning of the season that we hadn't, we didn't see in the first three games, right? But it's the usage of, okay, yes, I have my legs, and everybody saw me run 1,100 yards last season. They're going to have one to two guys keeping their eyes on me at all times okay what does that do for this team uh, uh as a whole right what does that do for me if everyone's watching me watch the plays the second justin fields leaves the pocket the defense just slowly starts okay hold on hold on hold on where are you going Wait, what, what are you doing right they slowly start to close in on justin because you can't get run the risk of him having a sliver of space because we saw him turn slivers of space into 85 yard touchdown runs last season we saw him turn slivers of space into uh, i'm gone Right, like you can't allow him to have that sliver of space, and so for me, I think that that is one thing. The per continue to perfectly use your legs in the way that you have, use them as the threat that scares the defense and brings them out of position. Even on that Khalil Herbert play, right where unfortunately he ends up rolling the ankle really, really bad, high ankle high ankle sprain that's keeping him out a couple of weeks. Right, like you see the defense of the commanders get drawn in and get off of Khalil Herbert and try to get in there on Justin Fields. And as Justin threw the ball, right, didn't release it well, didn't have a good angle on it. But that, to me, is what I want to see. The the play in the on the right side of the end zone where, uh, um, you know, he hits Buddy with a little in and out and then does the jump pass. I believe that was completed to Cole Komet for his second touchdown that Day, that one might have been Mooney, but I believe that was completed to Cole Komet in that Broncos game or the, the little in and out that he does on the left side that finally gets the ball over to uh, to Khalil Herbert for a touchdown uh, over the middle. You know what I mean? Like those things are the things that when you're utilizing your legs, when you're using the threat of you taking off and running, I think that is more dangerous than Justin Fields actually getting out there and running because now you're seeing the defense basically break position, break break their their assignments because oh, he might go. We got it's, it's Justin Fields faking the run this year, like the little in and out, the little hesitations where like they're like we have to is the is the equivalent of Demar Derozan's pump fake. Like, that's really where we're at right now with it. It's it's the equivalent of Demar Derozan's pump fake. Pat, what do you mean? I know it's coming. I know that he may not take off on his play. I know that I can't leave my assignment because if I leave my assignment, uh, 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 he'll be able to complete a pass over the middle. And I think he's putting teams on notice that, oh, my God, he can complete passes over the middle. Um, so I can't leave this guy right now. But there's always that thought in the back of their mind, that that haunting thought that we see pop up all the time. But what if he runs? And the second they think that, they take that one step forward, boom. Justin has been able to kind of kill guys this year with that. I love that. I need to see that continue. That is the perfect usage of Justin Fields' legs coming into this game. And I, I don't want to see, you know, like I, I think the of the fourth key for me is establishing the running game. And I don't want that to be Justin Fields. There could be a portion of it where it's Justin, but like the QB designed runs and stuff like that, like they're cute, but we haven't seen any of those really get anything crazy. 
right? And and like I, that couple of read option plays, couple of plays where I think that he should have given the ball off. Like one play where I think he should have held it right the fourth fourth and two where he had green pastures on the right sideline, but. Outside of that, like, I don't need to see Justin Fields prove himself as a runner anymore. I know what he can do in that aspect. I want to see this running game continue to prove itself running the football, and we're going to get to see that with Deontay Foreman. I want Deontay Foreman to come out and prove to Chicago Bears that that there's somebody else that shouldn't be on this roster so that I can be active every single week. Um, I don't know why you signed Deontay Foreman to make him inactive. I get it. It's a numbers game at the end of the day and then a numbers game, right? you end up having to, you know, have somebody off of the roster. They've kept more receivers than they have running backs on this thing. I mean, it is wild because, like, they've kept – technically, they kept, what, four – three running backs on the roster in total um, active for the game, I should say. And all three of them end up going down in that game. So, Kari Blasen game ends up basically being your fourth runner there. Uh, and I do like Kari Blasen game in the game. I love him as a blocker. I wanted to see so much more from him last season. I'm glad that the Chicago Bears are actually utilizing him now. I love to see Luke Getzey actually going out there and allowing him to be a part of this game plan, not only just in the running game, but in the in, in the blocking game as a whole. Hasn't been able to catch a pass yet. Only had one target on the season, but in the, in the blocking game as a whole, right? Like the the scheme that they've come up with over the last two weeks is like mind blowing to me. It's like, Hey, where the heck was this the first three weeks? Because I think in the first three weeks, we're having the same conversation. Teams shouldn't have been able to get after Justin Fields the way that they were now, Justin, right? Like all the system we've had all that conversation, right? Like I'm not going to go in depth on that, but I just, I see the scheme of the last two games and I'm just like, bro, like if y'all just came out with this scheme, if 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 maybe we had run this a little bit in preseason, like just a little bit, like it, I don't need to see you run it a million times a game, but if you run this a little bit in preseason, yeah, I mean, like I I feel good about where the Bears are heading in this season. I think that you have at least what we one in four right now. I would say you're probably at least you probably weren't ever going to win the Packers game, which sucks. In that situation, you probably win that Tampa game. Uh, and should have won that Tampa game. And then, you know, Kansas City. Who, I mean, God, did you guys see that Thursday night game last night? My God, bro. Matt, fam, there's no question. There's no, if you're still questioning, then you're you're the problem, right? <laughs> Matt Nagy cannot coach. Matthew Bartholomew Nagy. I don't know what his middle name is is not a good offensive coordinator. We we see it, bro. Like come on, Andy. Take I hate to see I hate to see the fall off of something that was elite. I hate to see it unless it's like something that's been killing my team, right? I hate to see it in the other division. He's in, they're not in the NFC. You know what I mean? They're not in the NFC. But my God, dude, like Matt Nagy. And you know, here's the thing, right? Everybody's like, well, you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing people who haven't experienced the Nagy sit there and talk about, well, you know, Andy Reid is sitting in these plays and he's using Matt. No, this is Matt. Thursday night football, watch the game, Matt. Game versus the Bears. It just worked, Matt. What we're seeing this season is <laughs> like, like it's like a, a, 
early 2000s sitcom. That's what we need to call it. Like, that's so naggy. Like, come on, dude. Like, Andy, save your QB. Save your QB. Let Matt state it, the, the play caller in name. You don't have to come out and embarrass him and all. But absolutely, just have him hold the card up. And, Andy, you call the plays. Because, come on, dog. That's so naggy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start a game show on that, bro. We're going to start an entire game show on <laughs> That's so naggy. Um, but, yeah, coming into this week, to me, the 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 – Looking at the game plan and how it's changed, the biggest thing that you can continue to do is establish this run. Over the last two weeks, the commitment to Kari Blasing, or to Kari Blasing, the commitment to uh, 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 Khalil Herbert has been, to me, what changed the most with this football team. Has been, to me, what we've seen the Chicago Bears go out there and do the most consistently. Has been, to me, what we've seen the Chicago Bears be able to go out and attack the most with. The, the, the running game, being as elite as it has been over the last couple of... I mean, like, listen, Khalil Herbert's got 272 rushing yards on the season. He's probably gotten 200 over over the last... uh, More than 200. He's probably gotten 225 yards over the last two weeks. A commitment to the running game is what I want to continue to see, man. 51 carries on the season for Khalil Herbert. Now you got to turn it over to Deontay Foreman due to the injury. The good thing is you're turning it over to a running back who last season, after the Christian McCaffrey trade, finally got a real opportunity, and he was able to go off for 914 yards last season on 4.5 yards per carry. He's a big boy. Let him run the football. Let him run it up the middle. Let him get himself in those goal line situations. Let him get over the, the line. And it's, it's good to know. I asked Courtney this yesterday. How has he assimilated himself back in with the team? Has he got to fall back in? Because there was that, we had heard that there was that disconnect that had built up, Not maybe not from the team and the coaches and different things like that, but just that I'm not playing. Like, I'm showing up on Sunday to be on the sidelines and watch the game. Like, I'm not playing. So, um, it's good to see that, you know, he's going to get his opportunity. I really want to see him go out there and eat. Of course, Darrington Evans, Darrington Evans as well, uh, being added to this roster. I mean, he's a guy that knows the system, so you shouldn't have a problem to me. You shouldn't have a major problem going out there and committing to the run. Uh, that, that, that's, those are my major offensive keys to this game. The reason I didn't give a ton of defensive keys guys is because I think that we know the answer blitz. Or Kirk Cousins is going to be able to get after you. And it's sad to say that. Like, I know, right, like, if if Lance was here, he would not be thrilled with that answer because, you know, you have to hold everyone accountable and you can't. There's no easy day. All, all of that, right? Like, And I agree with him 110%. Like, you can't sit here and say, well, you guys suck, so that's just okay. But at, at the end of the day, guys, these guys are not good on the defensive end. A uh, little injury update as well. Jordan Addison was still limited with that ankle. Um, Marcus Davenport, who was uh, limited uh, day one for the Vikings as well, is a full go. Uh, those are the two that I think really stood out to us kind of on that first day. Um, but yeah, like I just, I know you, you got to pick your poison with this defense. So you're sending more blitzes. Does it suck? Sure. 
Do you want to see the Bears do that? No. Do I want to see the Bears be able to go out there and, and get pressure on the quarterback with four? Yes, but they can't. Now, is there a conversation that maybe needs to start being had on when do we start to put Javon Dexter uh, into the starting lineup because we're seeing him have continued improvement at pressuring the quarterback. Maybe we can start to have that conversation, but I do need to see more. I like that it's starting to switch for him. It seems like he's kind of getting more used to being in a penetrating style defense again. He's starting to get more into the backfield, but I need to see more. I need to continue to see you uh, 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 showing that development, and I can't put you out there just yet because we're also not as good against the run without Andrew Billings and Justin Jones, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, and and by, by the way, it's marginal, right? Like, it's not like oh my god, like the the numbers are vastly different. But I just I, I really want to see this Bears team finally be able to have consistent pressure, and I don't believe that that's going to come this week rushing four. What do you do? You rush five. You rush six. That opens things up in coverage. But you have to make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable. You have to make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable. If you do not make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable, you are going to have a very, very long day. Uh, I don't know if we, I don't think we got to this yesterday because when me and Courtney recorded, the injury report had not come out. So just a quick update on the Bears side of things as well. Herbert was a DNP. Homer was a DNP. Uh, Roshan was a DNP. Mercedes Lewis was a DNP. Can we just, they put rest, not injury related on this. Can we just put old? Like, I love that Mercedes Lewis is just like showing up to practice. Like, y'all know why I'm here, bro. Like, I'll, I'll be there on Sunday. I'll be blocking. I'll be blocking again. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Uh, Equinamius was a DNP, which is actually big, right? The hamstring for Equinamius, that is big because Equinamius, I know that a lot of people, we look at a Q, right? And we go, oh, well, why in the world would uh, we want a wide receiver on our team whose best attribute is blocking? Because when you watch the All-22, he's leading the way. <laughs> he's clearing people out. He is moving bodies. Like, I, I, it, that is actually a bigger blow than I think people realize, especially with a lot of the things that uh, are happening with these big plays downfield. Not having EQ there is going to have an effect to me. Uh, Lucas Patrick still in that concussion protocol. If we didn't see them by Thursday, I doubt we're going to see him or Roshan Johnson by Friday. Now, uh, J-Mac did talk to Roshan after the game. He said Roshan seemed fine. He seemed cognizant. He didn't seem like he was slurring or anything. Didn't seem like he had concussion symptoms, but they have to play this so slow. They have to wait this one out. So uh, I don't expect to see him. Kyler Gordon was limited. Eddie Jackson was limited. Cole Komet was limited. Uh, that is a hand for Gordon. And Courtney talked to us about that yesterday. Kyler Gordon's hand doesn't seem to be the issue. Seems to be a conditioning thing, getting him back in football shape. Been a couple of weeks since he's been out there, since he was put on IR. So just trying to get him back in shape. EJ, they're probably taking it a lot more easy with that foot injury because it is the same foot as the Liz Franck injury. So you don't want to see him go out there and re-injure that. Uh, and then Cole Komet with the hamstring. I think he's he was limited yesterday, uh, she was reporting, or she was saying, because of the rank. Hamstring injuries, you got to be careful in the rank. I'm not sending you out there to slip and slide up and down the field. Uh, and then Doug Kramer was a full go. Jalen Johnson was a full go. And Terrell Smith was a full go. So slowly starting to get that DB room back in place. Hope to see that uh, continue to, you know, start to come into full shape. And especially because of the report that we got yesterday that, listen, the Bears might be shopping. Some of these guys might be looking to move on from Jalen Johnson and or uh, Eddie Jackson because in a real world scenario, right? 
Ryan Pohl's been very guarded about that situation. The, the, the Jalen Johnson situation, more than anything, been a very guard, been very guarded about that situation. Has been very hush hush. Like you know, we're we're gonna work through it. We're gonna figure this out. And Jalen really hasn't shown us a ton this season. He's been a guy. That, he's been the same guy he's been. Right, and it's not a bad player. It's a pass breakup guy. I would like to see him, you know, stick around on the team, but. What type of money is he going to be looking for? And if Ryan Poles doesn't believe in him, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up moving on from a guy like that. This game has so much implication on that because the trade deadline is coming in two weeks, guys. Like, it is not, like, far off. Like, we're talking about right around the corner. The trade deadline is going to be here. I believe we only have two more games until you kind of have to start making those tough decisions on who's going to be here, who's not going to be here. These next two games are very important on guys being a part of the Chicago Bears because if you go into the the, the slumps, if, if you lose this game versus Minnesota, you, you're now one in five. Uh, and then you've got a game versus the uh, uh, who do we have at the Raiders, right? And, and you're kind of at that one and five area. Don't be surprised if pieces start getting moved, right? One and five, one and four. You go two and four. You can kind of see how the schedule opens up. Okay, maybe we take our time. We wait on this. One and five, guys. Plugs getting pulled. Right? It, it it is what it is. And they're still going to try to do things offensively. They're still going to try and go out there and win games because they have the protection of the Carolina pick and Carolina looks like an awful team. So you may get a top five pick anywhere. They're not going to try and tank, but you're not going to hold on to pieces that you don't believe you're going to pay moving forward. Eddie Jackson already under contract. So maybe that's one that you do hold on to, but he's also a little bit more up there in age, but Listen, I, I like Jalen. I want to see Jalen be a part of this team, but I do think that a win in this scenario is something that keeps him a part of this team in the long run for the season because the Bears will look at it and say, okay, now let's see what we do next week. You get the three and four, you're right back in the hunt. You're in that in the hunt photo after seven weeks. Now all of a sudden you're talking about a Bears team that's not going to blow up. That's probably buyers at the deadline. And so uh, this this game is very pivotal. I think it's more pivotal for the Vikings than it is for the Bears. I do believe that. But uh, this is going because I, I fully believe that the Vikings lose this game. That whole aggressive rebuild thing they're trying to do that's cute. <sighs> yeah, that's all out the window. That's all out the window. Yep, aggressive rebuild. Pull it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Aggressive rebuild. Yeah, okay. I I'm, come on. I like, we're, we're not stupid on this. You get to what would that what would that put them at? That would be a one and five as well, right? You get to one and five, you're you're Kirk. Wave your no trade clause, bro. You getting up out of here. Wave it or we bench you. Like I'm not like <laughs> I, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. It's time to reset everything, man. But hey, uh, I'd want to know you guys key to the game. Let me know in the comments below. I'll be down and talking with you as well. Uh, just wanted to get a quick episode in here before I head up by the family. You probably won't see me on social media a ton and different things like that today. Um, but, um, I, I love you guys, man. I really do. I appreciate all the support that you guys have shown. Shout out to all the producers, all the guests, uh, um, and, and all the hosts that we've had on this show. Having a, had a ton of people reach out to me and, uh, wish me well wishes and condolences and different things like that. So, um, Love you guys. Like I said, uh, as always, it's your boy, Pat, the designer back at it again. So continue watching our Bears content. Make sure that you guys are subscribed to ESPN Chicago over on YouTube and you're subscribed to the podcast here. Leave that five-star review. You know what to do. Y'all stay safe out of Chicago. Bear Don, let's go get this dog. First of Vikings. Peace.